reading for today is Romans 1, 15 through 32. So for my part, I am eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. For even though God, they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and four-footed animals and crawling creatures. Therefore, God gave them over in the lusts of their hearts to impurity so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them over to degrading passions, for their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. And in the same way, also, the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire toward one another, men with men, committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper, being filled with all unrighteousness, greed, evil, full of envy, deceit, malice. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful, and although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. Excellent. Thank you. We are still in the text of the scripture reading this morning. We're dealing with the gospel message starting in verse 15, and we're talking about the wrath of God upon all ungodliness. And last week, we talked about the judicial decision that can the wrath of God do to a person alive today, and the wrath of God shows itself in freedom to chase your sinful passions. Uh, verse 26 says, For this reason God gave them over to degrading passions. And what's the unnatural result that came to the world by God's judicial decision? Well, there is confusion, denial, or even rejection of the God-given natural roles for men and women. Verse 26 says, For their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural, and in the same way the men abandoned their natural function of the woman. And then what was the penalty for uncontrolled sinful passions? The unnatural passions and actions are the penalty from God. And receiving, verse 27 says, and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. So in this chapter 1, the end of chapter 1, starting in verse 15, is an explanation of the gospel message in the first point, the wrath of God against sin. 
and how all people have sinned before salvation. Humanity distorts the truth about God. And when they distort the truth about God, it leads to distortion of the purpose of human roles, sexuality, and ultimately gives way to every form of sin. And that's where we're at this morning. We are dealing with every type of sin. We began talking about sin as impurity, idol worship, impurity. And then we went to degrading passions of homosexuality. And now this week we get to antisocial sins. Sins in our relationships with other people. So we're in verse 28. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper. What's the third problem for the sinner? What's the third problem for the sinner? The third time problem, part one, is the sinner chooses to abandon God. The sinner chooses to abandon God. Just as they did not see fit, sinners deserted God, and then God abandons them. Sinners choose first to disregard God, and then God disregards them. The key word there is see fit, does not see fit. That's a very important word. It seems to get the whole paragraph going. To see fit means to test something. To test something. To make a decision after a trial. To test something. The sinner, basically what it's saying, is the sinner tests God. And does not found their needs met in God. Then they give God up and they go and they get their needs met, quote-unquote, with sin, which doesn't actually meet their needs. But then they give God over, and then God gives them over. The sinner chooses to abandon God. They do not approve God. They do not approve God in their knowledge. So God gives them to unapproved minds that do unfitting things. Sinners do not choose to worship and thank God. The sinners abandon God. They give Him over for sin. And then God gives them over to, let's say, a crooked mind. A mind that does not think properly. They do not choose to acknowledge God any longer. That word knowledge there talks about full knowledge, having a full understanding of who God is. Uh, in other words, they don't sin because of ignorance. They know God well enough to know that there are right and wrong, but they choose to ignore or reject or make a decision against God to prefer other things than the knowledge of God. Chapter 1 basically says all people are given a knowledge of God. 
through general revelation, through creation of the world, you have a basic understanding of the Creator. And instead of pursuing that knowledge, you reject that knowledge and think something else will please you better. And you, by your own sinfulness, pick sin. And you choose sin to try to meet that need of having a relationship with God. And sin never, 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 never satisfies. Never. They prefer other things to the knowledge of God. Sinners abandon God and follow their own passions and lust. A lack of knowledge always leads to a sinner's lack of control. And they sin more. They sin more. In your handout, you'll notice two little boxes there. I have there right after the question. What's the third problem for a sinner? And I want to make sure you understand the first problem and the second problem that Paul's talked about in the previous two weeks so we understand what his flow of thinking is. First, he said, sinners choose to worship idols and God gave mankind over to sexual thoughts and sexual actions. So what happens with idol worship is basically worship of yourself and then pleasing your sexual thoughts and your sexual actions. Second, the sinner chooses unnatural way and God gives mankind over to freedom to chase their sinful passions. And he uses an example. He could have picked a number of examples, but he picked homosexuality. And he says that's an example of going so far the wrong way. And it doesn't please. It doesn't satisfy the aching you have for the knowledge of God. So, second part of the third answer is third time part two God chooses to allow their sinful mind to produce sinful anti-social actions anti-social actions in other words the more sin you have in let's use America the more sin you have in America the less anti, or actually the more anti-social reaction you have in the population. You have more problems. If you had the other way, let's say the other way, you accept the knowledge of God and you seek after the knowledge of God and everybody has a desire to know the knowledge of God, what that would do is that would create more love among people. But you have more sin than you have love and you have anti-social breakdown. Now, you know as well as I do, you can look at a number of cities, a number of societies, maybe even a number of workplaces, and you can see where sin has taken over that workplace, or that society, or that city, or that nation, and you can see the breakdown in that society. There is no love. There's a Increase of crime, of hatred, and of the list we're going to look at. You will see it, the people participating in the list of sins more 
than participating in loving one another. God gave them over to a depraved mind. For the third and last time, our attention comes to the focus that happens when man rejects God first, and then God's rejection of mankind. When a sinner rejects God, God rejects them. And in this case, this third part, he gives them a different thinking, a crooked thinking mind. His mind does not think correctly. The sinner chooses to abandon God. God gives mankind over to a sinful way of thinking. Their minds are getting more and more corrupt. Their thinking is getting more and more confused. In English, translating this, we have a number of different ways. A debased mind, a worthless mind, a reprobate mind, a foolish thinking mind. The human mind is supposed to do two things. And Paul began the paragraph talking about those two things. We've talked about it every Sunday. I should be able to get the entire congregation to say what we should be doing with our mind. But I'm not going to ask. The first thing is to worship or honor God. Your mind is designed to worship and, <laughs> and honor God. That's why God gave you a mind. And second is to give him thanks for all the, thing he's, he, all the things he's created and blessed you with. You are to do two things. But in every case, in every three cases we've had here of God giving God, God giving man over and, and causing them to get more sinful, more sinful, when you reject that purpose, you end up doing more sin and more sin and more sin. When we live the way God wants us to live, we will constantly be worshiping God. We will be constantly thanking God. We will be praying without ceasing. We will be giving Him thanks forever. We will be having our thoughts set on Him all the time. We will be living in such a way that we seek to please Him. But that is getting to be a smaller and smaller majority of people in America. Isn't it? We're getting more and more sinful in this world. We're getting more and more depraved in this world. And the more we reject God, the more God is giving us over. I uh, heard a sermon a long time ago about how this pastor believes that America has been given over. That we've lost our biblical Christian foundation that started this country. And that God has rejected us because we have rejected God. It was a scary thought. (sighs) 
The rejecting mind becomes a rejected mind. Therefore, therefore it becomes spiritually depraved, worthless, useless. It's not doing the intended purpose that it's supposed to do. Rejection of the knowledge of God leads to God's judgment on having a depraved mind. To do those things that are unfit. To do the unfit things is a proof of a rejected mind. Okay. If you have a rejected mind, if God has given your mind over, the proof is you will do more and more sinful things. If your mind has been born again by God, God has taken control of your mind through the power of the Holy Spirit, you should see in your life more worship and thanksgiving to God. Now the question in Sunday school was whether or not this is talking to believers or not believers. And I would say yes. Because... If a believer is controlled by the Holy Spirit, this list of sin should be uneventful, unconvicting, can be easily talked about. But if we have been given over, then what happens is when we read through this list of sins, we start sinking a little bit lower in our seat. Because we're convicted that we are doing the sin that's being mentioned. Your mind is created to worship and thank God. When you sin and reject God, He gives you over to more sin. Everybody with me? Here we go. What is the fruit of a sinful mind that does not worship or thank God? What is a mind that does not worship or thank God look like? What does it look like? Verse 29. And being filled with all unrighteousness. Stop there. Being filled with all unrighteousness. Number one. The... A permanent filling of sinful antisocial action is being created in your life. You are permanently, perfect tense, passive. You don't do anything to do sinful things. You just naturally do them. You don't do things to naturally get in trouble. It just happens naturally. You break laws because ways to break laws, you just knew it naturally. You have a permanent filling of sinful antisocial actions. You're filled with all unrighteousness. All people are filled with either two things. Either you are filled with the Holy Spirit, or you are filled with the desire to do sinful actions. Sorry, no middle ground. You're on either one side of the fence or the other. 
the state of completion, being filled to the brim with 21 different sins. There's no logical sense to this list. I've spent all week, well, not all week, most of the week, trying to figure out if there's any logic in this list he gives of 21 sins. If there's any categories I can put them in. If there's any order I can put them in. Is there anything in here unique about this list? And I couldn't find anything. I think because sin is sin. There is not one sin greater than the other sin. Some scholars like to put it in categories, and I'll tell you the category they like. They like to put the first four sins together. Unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, and evil. They like to have that together. They think maybe those are the key to the rest of the list. They then name five sins. Envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They put those in a group. And then he puts 12 sins together. Gossip, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful. But I don't see any way to put those in categories. There's nothing in the Greek grammar that puts them in categories. There's nothing in the way it's written. So what we have is a list of sins. Here we go. I am not stepping on your toes. I'm not saying anything about your moral compass. Paul is. I'm not. You ready? Oh, ho, 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 you don't sound ready to me. What is the fruit of a sinful mind that does not worship or thank God? If you do not have as a priority every day you get up this week to worship or thank God, you will participate in these sins. Maybe one of them, maybe 20 of them. But you will participate in these sins. Quickly, let's go through it. First off, all unrighteousness. Denoting the absence of what is just. All unrighteousness. Wickedness. Wrong conduct towards other people. Wrong conduct towards other people. Greed. The restless urge to acquire more even at the expense of harming other people. Greed. Evil. This evil includes both the inner disposition and the active doing of harm to others. Doing evil. Envy. The attitude of always comparing yourself to others and usually thinking that you're better than them. Murder. Envy often leads to murder. It's true in the case of Cain and Abel, the first murder in the book. Cain was envious of Abel. Strife. To make a division between people because of your hatred. Deceit. Deceit is the evil of saying one thing and meaning something else to lead another astray. It's saying something to lead somebody astray. Your words can't be trusted. Malice. Misinterpreting words or actions of others, putting the worst construction of their conduct. Putting people down. Gossips. Words that are true 
but words that you would not say in front of the person you're talking about. You'll only say them behind their back. Verse 30. Slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents. Number 11. Slanderers. Slanderers. They take words to intentionally accuse some other person with lies. To lie about somebody else. 12. Haters of God. Haters of God. This, see, I would have this number one if we're putting them in some kind of order. Haters of God. There's no charge worse than being a hater of God. Probably the highest crime you can commit. Hater of God. Insolent, number 13. Insolent is contempt for others, displays itself in cruelty for the mere enjoyment of seeing others suffer. In other words, you do something mean to another person and you laugh about it. Arrogant, 14. The one who shows himself above others. Through words. 15. Boastful. One who makes empty boasts, false promises, often for the purpose of gain. Boastful. 16. Inventors of evil. Inventors of evil. The act of developing new ways to do something evil. 17. 17. The one I would always emphasize to my kids. Disobedient to parents. Disobedient to parents. Is on the same list with murderers. God holds them to the same level. Disobedient to parents. One who will not submit to his parents. In the Hawaiian Islands, when it uh, first got looked at by white people, they noticed they had a custom that when a parent got old or infirmed or sick beyond the hope of recovery, children on those islands would bury him alive to get rid of the problem of a parent. Children, common custom in India for children to leave their aged parents to perish on the banks of the Ganges River. You just leave them there. Disobedient to parents. By the way, you, if you still have parents, this rule still applies to you. Verse 31, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful. 18, without understanding. This is not merely mental weakness, which can be translated silly or stupid, but it is also a moral blemish to not have a proper understanding of things. 19, untrustworthy, false to your contracts, false to your commitments. You won't keep your word. Nobody knows when you're telling the truth. 20, unloving, to be without natural affections, to be a heartless person. And then 21, 21 is about the only one I can find any proof, any reason for Paul making it 21. Because it kind of summarizes the book. I think of Romans. The book of Romans, if anything, is about mercy. And this is probably the worst thing you can be after reading the book of Romans, is be unmerciful, to be without pity. It seems like in the epistle, he stresses God's mercy throughout from beginning to end. And this sin, 
the list of sins is rounded off with a mercy list at the end. Now, how does a believer handle this list of verses? The best way you can do it is the same way I did it Thursday. Now listen, this is not in the book here, so this is my opinion. What I did was I got my spouse alone with me. I had her read the list. I asked her which one of these I commit the most. And then you make a commitment to your spouse and your God that you'll work on these. I did that Thursday. You can do it Sunday afternoon. Now, if you have Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you have the Holy Spirit to help you and empower you to stay away from this list. If you do not have Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, this list is your life. This is who you are. Verse 32. And although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they, do not, they not only do the same, but they give hearty approval to those who practice them. This is the harvest, uh, the idea here. Uh, what is the, what's worse than committing these 21 antisocial sins? What's worse? The worst thing could be is knowing the ordinances of God. You know what God wants you to do, and you intentionally don't do it. You intentionally don't do it. I remember my son, when he first displayed his sinful tendencies. He was just a little toddler. He could reach the counter, and that's about it. And his mom baked some cookies and put them on the counter, chocolate chip cookies, and told him not to touch them. She comes back into the room and sees a kid with chocolate chip cookie all over his face and says to the kid, did you touch the chocolate chip cookies? And my son said, not me. The biggest problem here that's worse. First one is the sinner knows that he is doing wrong. The sinner knows he is doing wrong. Maybe the state has laws, and he, maybe he's understood that there are morals and he's breaking them. Maybe his conscience pierces him. But the sinner knows he is doing wrong. And although they know the ordinance of God, they know the sinner knows and God condemns their evil actions. Once more, the root of evil is the rejection of the knowledge of truth. And then comes the fixed judgment of God against such acts and people. They know because a righteous and holy God has revealed himself to them in nature, in the Bible, and in their conscience. And they go against what God wants for them. And they do not honor God, and they do not thank God. Second, verse 32. 
And although they know the ordinance of God, what's worse than committing these 21 sinful antisocial actions? Number two, the sinner knows that there is a lawgiver. The sinner knows that there is a lawgiver. The ordinance of God, see that phrase there? That, that's, that's talking not about a judge, but that's talking about somebody giving them the law. The decision or claim, not so much the judge, but the lawgiver. There's a law that God has. The point is that Paul has been stressing throughout this chapter is that God has revealed himself enough so that people know what's right and wrong in this world. And they willfully do the wrong. They go against the lawgiver. Third, verse 32. And although they know the ordinance of God, those who practice such things are worthy of death. Those that practice such thing are worthy of death. Number three, what is worse than committing these 21 sinful antisocial actions? Number three, the sinner knows that there is a judge. The sinner knows that there is a judge, that there is somebody holding them accountable and will judge them because they understand that those people who practice such things as listed are worthy of death. You sin, you die. Those who practice such things, present tense, your life is continually described by those 21 things. You know better. You know better than God. Your whole pattern of evil comes from a lifestyle you continue to do. Those 21 things. You know that they're worthy of death. Sinful offense Evil, deserving the punishment that comes from the hand of God. God's ordinance is that those who indulge in such behavior are worthy of death. Number four. Although they know the ordinance of God and those who practice such things are worthy of death, they do not only do the same, but they also give hearty approval to those who practice them. What's worse than committing these 21 sinful antisocial actions? Number four. The sinner knows that he will joyfully encourage others to do the same wrong. The sinner knows that he will joyfully encourage others to do the wrong. Do the wrong thing. You not only do the same. In other words, you are committing the 21 sins. And you try to get more people to commit the 21 sins. You're not content to have sin in yourself, but you want to actively encourage others to sin as much as you do. You want to heap more sin in the world by getting more people to accomplish the evil that you're trying to accomplish. You give hearty approval. You're encouraging others with the same lifestyle. You want more people to sin. You want more people to sin. You want more people to sin. And if you get more people to sin, it all kind of goes to your account. More sin. More sin. More sin. Will I share with my sinning friends that there is another way to live? You live with God and with other people that will result in reward rather than judgment. Will I share with my sinning friends that there is another way to live with God 
and with other people that will result in a reward rather than judgment. Paul has come to the end of chapter 1. I know some of you thought we'd never get there, but we have. In the end of the chapter 1, Paul is trying to make sure you understand that the wickedness of this world is getting worse and worse and worser, if that's a word. That wickedness is so great, there's only one way of escape, and that's through Jesus Christ our Lord. When a man accepts the divine appointed way of salvation, embracing God by faith, you can be saved from a life of sin and that comes with sin. Paul gets to the end of his list and he says, before salvation, we're all sinners. After salvation, that lifestyle is dead to us. We know that our life is to honor and worship God and thank Him forever. But a non-believer thinks that church is something that you do on Sundays. And you can live your life however you want the rest of the week. And it doesn't matter what you do on Thursday. It has nothing to do with Sunday. And you think that somehow you will do more good than bad. And that God will look at you some way and He'll say, Oh, you're almost good. And let you into heaven. But that's not what the verses say. When God gives you over, it's because you rejected God. When you reject the knowledge of God, God gives you over something more evil. The evil passions, the sexual immoralities, the antisocial behavior. And He gives you over and you get in a deeper hole, and a deeper hole, and a deeper hole. And hopefully you'll realize there's only one way out. It's with Jesus Christ. Because you try to earn your way to heaven... You dig deeper. Bow your heads. Now, I haven't heard every testimony in this room. So I have to treat you as if I've never heard your testimony. Do you know my Savior, Jesus Christ? Is there a point in time where you heard the gospel message and you turned to Him? And your life is showing the evidence of leading the Holy Spirit? Or are these 21 sins your roommates? Would somebody look at your life and see those 21 sins? Or will they see the righteousness of God? It can only be one or the other. You can't mix it. And it doesn't matter what your parents are, your spouse is. doesn't matter. 
It's only about you. Either you have a relationship with Jesus Christ or you don't. Do you know my Lord and Savior? Are you controlled by the Holy Spirit? Is there evidence of righteousness seen in your actions? If not, you need to repent. And you need to do it today. In Jesus' name, amen.